0: You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA legends, pros, and top instructors come to share their stories, insights, and tips. Now, back to you, Chris.
1: Hi, right, folks. Now joining me here on the French Lick Resort Guest Line is PGA Tour Pro Cameron Beckman. Let me give you a little more background on Cameron. He is from Minneapolis, Minnesota, played his college, uh, college golf at Texas Lutheran University, where he won the NAIA National Championship in 1991, turned pro in 1993. He was a Lone Star Tour Player of the Year back in 1994. Earned his first win on the PGA Tour at the Southern Farm Bureau Classic in 2001, finishing that tournament 19 under par, winning by one stroke over Chad Campbell. He has two other wins on tour at the 2008 Prize.com Open in the 2010 Mayakoba Golf Classic. He's currently playing out on the Web.com Tour, and I'm very excited he is with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Cameron, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're really uh, jogging my memory at all those uh, good times I had.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. That's what we're here to do. Let's talk about the good times. You know,
0: 1991 was a long time ago now, wasn't
1: it? (laughs) Yeah, to some of us it is. To some of us it's it's right around the corner, right? uh, not that far behind (laughs) if you really think about it. It's a blink of an eye a lot of times.
0: It seems like time is slow, that's for sure.
1: Cameron, I want to start by going back to the beginning for you. I always like to ask a first time guest, you know, when you started playing the game of golf and who was the first person to put a club in your hands?
0: You know, it was actually my mother. She, uh, she was a teacher and we lived on a par three golf course. And, uh, I spent, uh, pretty much all summer with her, uh, playing a, you know, it was called Burnham Wood and it was just right in our neighborhood. And I, you know, I went out there every day and played, uh, you know, started pretty young and, I uh, just played with her and, and my father's never was able to play. He had a, he always had a little bit of back problems. So he'd walk along and uh, that's how I got started playing golf.
1: So Kevin, how, how does a kid from Minneapolis, Minnesota end up playing his college golf down at Texas Lutheran?
0: Well, I got lucky actually because uh, the coach there at the time was from North Dakota and he was, uh, he was recruiting uh, good players from Minnesota and North Dakota and those areas. And, I had gotten in I had qualified for the US junior amateur uh the year before I went to college and he had noticed that and and offered me a half scholarship to go down there and I you know, it was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Looking back on it, I ended up I met my wife there. Uh, you know, just it completely kind of formed my whole life basically, uh, you know, having played the tour and, and it's one of the best decisions, I guess, as uh, you could say, because I was thinking about playing hockey in college also. So uh, it was it was the best decision I've ever made, I guess you could say.
1: And Cameron, talking about 1991, you win the individual NAIA national championship that year. What was it like for you coming down the stretch, knowing that you had an opportunity to win yourself a national championship?
0: Yeah, I had uh, I'd won a couple, like quite a few tournaments that season, and, and I was... Uh, for some reason, I just really wanted to play the tour, and I say that, of course, you know, everybody wants to play it, but, uh, I was so focused and just, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in college practicing and working, and and I figured if, you know, if I could win that tournament, that would be a huge step. And, and, uh, I don't know, I was, I, I was terribly focused. I don't, you know, it's been a long time ago, and I don't really remember much about it, to be honest with you, but, um, I just really wanted to win. I mean, I just, and I felt like, you know, these were just stepping stones to making the tour someday. And so, uh, you know, I, I used to think like, I wanted to know if I was leading and see how my also would hold up and and things like that. That's, that's the type of stuff I was thinking about.
1: Hey, Karen, you know, I don't know if you remember or not, but you know, when you think about having come down and had that experience of, of winning such a big tournament and becoming a national champion, did that prepare you for what it would be like for you coming down the stretch, trying to win, whether it was on the web.com at the time, I'm sure it was a Nike.com tour, but trying to win there and ultimately winning on the PGA tour. Did that experience help prepare you for what that, what the nerves and all that would be like?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I, uh, I went on to right when I turned pro right after college and started playing and I played the Lone Star Tour in Texas and, and won a bunch of those tournaments. And then I won the Texas state open. Uh, but you know, it took me six years to get my card. I, I spent a ton of time, uh, playing the mini tours, the state opens. And, um, you know, I was playing a ton of tournaments and, and, you know, I came from, a, I was shooting pretty much 75 when I got to college, that would have been a good score for me. And, Improved quickly as a freshman, and then uh, and you know I started winning right away in the, in the mini tour ranks, and uh, you know pretty much that's all I'm thinking about doing. And uh, you know, like I said, it took me it took me six years to get my card. And PGA to that player. end,
1: yeah. So to that end, I know you you made it through Q school a number of times. You mentioned six times to get your yep. card, and you know, and, and talking to several other players both on the PGA and the LPGA side they've talked about the opportunities and what it was like getting through Q School and many times talking about how it was more stressful and more difficult to get through Q School than it was to compete out on tour. Was that the same for you? What was it like trying to get through Q School for you?
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, second stage was the tougher one because if you didn't make it to the finals, you had nothing. But at least if you made it to the finals, you'd get some sort of web or uh, we'll call it web now. Web event or web tour type card, but it took me a lot. I mean, I went through five, I guess, five of them before I got my card, and I only got to the finals once in '97. But you know, all those experiences and all that pressure just kept me, you know, I kept learning, kept learning how to do it. And then I was fortunate to actually get my card back in '99, 2000, and 2001. So I did it three years in a row, which you know, getting to play on the tour for three years in a row was, was huge because I got to play with the best players in the world. I learned so much, and then I ended up winning in 2001, which kind of jump-started me and got me cranking. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, just in order to really play tournament golf, you've got to play a, a bunch of them. you got to get in situations. you got to, you know, learn how to... Uh, there's just so much to learn because your body does different things every day, and, you you're, you know, you get nervous, you got to figure out how to deal with that. And so I was fortunate looking back that I had sponsors that stuck with me and then I ended up um, being able to play that much. There was many times through the years where I was thinking I was going to quit and looking back on it, my dad would never let me do it. So, you know, um, that, it's, it was just, a you know, there were so many times where I could have changed my whole life basically if i wouldn't have played golf so it's you know it's uh uh looking back it's pretty it's pretty interesting how it all how it all went down to you know getting to play so many years on tour and things like that
1: and you mentioned dealing with the nerves how how did you eventually get comfortable in that situation and deal with the nervousness of coming down the stretch
0: you know i worked with deborah graham uh she's a psychologist who lives in san antonio um I spent a lot of time training my brain to really enjoy the tour school, so most people would dread that, and you know I, all those years I was trying to really uh, almost let it, it, there's so much pressure on you and then let it go and enjoy the whole process of it, the challenge of it, you know I spent so much time it's trying to figure out how to how to think right so that you could give yourself a chance, you know it's it's such a big deal you know we weren't i was trying really hard or we were working on you know basically bringing it down a few notches so that i could deal with it and i just i played really good the three years in a row uh at all the tournaments and um i just and another thing is is i really wanted to play the tour and i spent a ton of time i still work really hard at getting ready for kind of a the champions tour. I'm, I'm still, I love to play the game. So all this came really easy for me because, uh, just how much I love to play it. So, and how much I wanted to do it, I guess. So, uh, the pressures, uh, you know, you get like tapping in on when I was winning tournaments the tournaments I won, I had a three footer. Just to give you an example, my hands were shaking so bad at the prize. I hit the, my little tap in, but that wasn't three feet, it was two feet. I hit it off the heel and I thought I missed I almost missed the ball. I was so nervous. So that's that's the kind of nerves you're dealing with and uh we all know that, anybody who plays golf and uh it's fun. You you gotta learn to love it. And so <clears throat> that's basically the mindset I was using to be successful at the tour schools.
1: So Cameron, I want to get into a little more detail about your first PGA Tour victory at the Southern Farm Bureau Classic back in 01. And, and you won that tournament and you're charging down the back nine. You birdied three of the final five holes. What was it like making that charge and then finally sealing your first PGA Tour win?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I had, uh, so that season I had just uh, played good somewhere. I can't remember where, but I had secured my cart for the next year. So I was it was the first time I'd really uh, been able to pretty much freewheel and play in golf tournaments without worrying about keeping my job. And I remember that Sunday I was standing in the first tee. I was really relaxed. I felt confident about it. That golf course I've had a ton of good finishes on since then. But I love the golf course. And it was just, you know, I made a ton of putts. I putted great. Um, I don't know. It, it was just uh, the frame of mind was so right. And, uh, of course, like I said, I, I wanted it so bad. I just, uh, it's hard to explain. I, I just, um, you know, I, I'm, I think I wanted a birdie 17 to take the one shot lead up. And then, uh, and then I just had to par 18, which is a par 5. So it was, uh, and thankfully my wife was there. She had flown in that morning. And, uh, we obviously had a good time after that, uh, that day. Her, that night it was a good time.
1: Are you a scoreboard watcher? Were you aware, going on 18, the you know all you had to do was make par and you were going to win this tournament?
0: Well, I was playing with Chad and he he actually we had to lay up because it was into the wind on 18 there at uh, Annandale. and he had he he hit first and he spun it back off the green. So I I knew that I mean he's chipping, so I was pretty you know I I wasn't positive obviously he could still chipped it in, but I I just hit it on the green and. and you know, I had a 10 footer or something like that. I just had to two out that to win after he missed his chip. But, um, so that was nice. Uh, what were you want? Say that again about, uh, how it all went. I just was, was
1: curious. Are, are you, are you, yeah. Are you, were you a scoreboard watcher? Did you know oh, yeah, yeah. on 18? Well, that, yeah. A, if i make 5 so. I'm going
0: to win. Yeah. Because I was playing with Chad. That's kind of what I was getting at is that, you know, when I knew nobody else was, you know, I had, I had looked a couple of those before. I think he and I were up in front by a couple shots. And so, um, you know, I, I was pretty sure that it was just he and I, and Chad's a good friend of mine. I've always liked him. He's a good dude. And, and he had just come off the, I think he was playing, I think he had won three or three, got the battlefield promotion from the, um, the web tour and was playing some tournaments late in the fall there. And, um, I'm pretty sure that's that was like his first season on tour. And uh, well, we've been good buddies ever since.
1: Cameron, Sean McKeel has become a wonderful friend you know, here on the show, and he just turned 50 back in January. That's not typically a birthday anybody looks forward to, but I know Sean was so that he could, and you mentioned going out on the Champions Tour. He's been looking forward to the opportunity to go out and play on that tour. You've got a little over nine months until you turn 50. Are you looking forward to 50 or no?
0: I am. I've been, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of people tell me to just be patient. It's kind of like starting a career over. And, and, uh, I'll tell you what, this golf course we're playing at those web, uh, 7,600 yards. I'd like to get down into the seven sixty eight hundred instead of 7,600 or 7,000, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, the last five years have been tough. I haven't been playing much. Uh, kind of, there's not a lot to play for as far as I, I enjoyed trying to keep my card. I like trying to stay out there. I like all that stuff. So I'm sort of looking forward to getting a little, you know, kind of a rejuvenated type career where I can work towards something again. And it's been a great five years, and then I've got to raise my kids and watch them grow up. So no complaints on that. But I am looking forward to uh, – Know getting, you know, trying to be competitive out there and get back out there and play a lot that's kind of what I'm looking forward to right now.
1: Some of the other things, Cameron, as I was looking back over the course of your career at the 2010 Byron Nelson Championship, you tied the course record shooting 61 in the second round. And at one point during that round, you birdied five holes in a row, six out of seven as well. And you birdied 16 to conceivably. It had you birdied 17 and 18, you could have shot 59. Were Were you aware was was 59 on your mind coming down the
0: stretch? Yeah, I think I birdied. Let's see, I birdied seven. Can't remember if that was 16 or I think it was seven. Um, and then uh, yeah, I was uh, definitely thinking about it. I I I remember thinking about trying to make the putt on the last hole for 60, but. Um, you know, it was one of those days where all the putts were going in, and, and you see it all the time now. Where, you know, guys have those days where they're just, uh, everything seems to be going right. And I had had finished uh, in the morning, I think we had a rain delay, so I had played like maybe four or five holes in the morning before that round, and I felt good then, and I just took it right into the uh, 18 holes in the afternoon, and, and uh, you know, it was obviously a lot of fun.
1: And yeah, as I looked at the leaderboard, you ended up finishing 5th that week behind Jason Day, but that was also the tournament where Jordan Speeth at age 16 tied for 16th. Did you get a chance to meet a young Jordan Speeth and uh, have any conversation with him at that tournament?
0: You know, I did not get to meet him. In fact, I've never met him. He, uh, he's kind of came onto the tour after I've been off and I've just never uh, never met him. I know he's a great kid and, and I say kid, he's obviously much more than that, but uh, just a, a good person. and I'd like to meet him. I just never have.
1: Hey, Cameron, looking back at some of the other tournaments you played in, the 2000, you were there at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach when Tiger essentially lapped the field by 15 strokes. What do you remember about being a part of that event?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was a great. I mean, that was, uh, you know, to play Pebble Beach uh, in the U.S. Open was really a neat thing. And, uh, of course, he really, he played awesome and uh it was fun. I, I got to play in his era. I mean I played a lot of tournaments with him and played played with him and uh it's really good to see what he's doing right now. It's um it's just so great for the game and it's fun to watch that's for sure.
1: And Cameron, when you look at life out on, you know, you're out on the Web.com Tour playing now, the PGA Tour, and looking obviously ahead to the Champions Tour. But how do the tours compare to now? For when you first came out there, with all the amenities and the equipment trucks and the fitness trailers and all of that sort of stuff, what was it like that when you first came up on tour, or has the tour evolved a lot over the last, you know, go back to 01, you know, 18 years or so?
0: Yeah, it's evolved a ton. It's uh, there's always been the equipment stuff and, and the trailers and that, but now it's just uh, it's just the such a high. You can just see the uh, um, the club manufacturer. There's a lot of pressure on them to get players to use stuff. It's just a lot more. Uh, it's much more intense. You know, we got guys using uh, track bands and stuff like that. Nobody would ever even thought of that. All the working out. It's just a. It's a much more um, routine oriented type um, golf, I would say now, you know, everybody's kind of into their own thing. you know we we used to go out and have, go out and have a beer, go out and have fun. it just doesn't feel like that anymore. Um, it's 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 just I think because the money is, you know we're playing for a lot of money and so they're taking it very seriously and uh, um, you know it's just a totally different environment. And, uh, but, you know, the kids are, they're young. They're, there's a lot. I mean, I, I was 29 when I started, and that was, um, you know, I guess I would be considered old now compared to these kids, but, um, it's just a lot more serious. I mean, I don't know that it's exactly serious, but it's, it's not the same. It's, it's, I think it's because of the money and, uh, it's just changed the tour. And obviously, you know, the tour is doing great and it's a great, great organization and it's, you know, it's a great place to play. That's for sure. And, um, it's been fun watching it evolve, to be honest with you.
1: Cameron, just a couple of more before we let you go. And let's talk about the advancements in technology at, 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 49. Are you hitting the ball the same distance or further than when you first came out on tour? How has technology changed your game?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely hitting. I, I hit it at least as far, if not further now. Um, You know, just doing the conditioning, the stretching, I do a lot of yoga and the peloton and do all this. um, I mean, I'm in much better shape than I was back then. Even though I was young, I mean, I say that I was younger and obviously stronger, but just the technology, the balls don't curve as much. Um, You know, it's a a totally different game. The balls are flying higher. You know, we, we were taught to keep the ball down. You know, you never hit the ball straight up in the air because you wouldn't know where it was coming down. I watch these kids now, and it's, it scares me how high they hit the ball. And, um, you know, the distances are just crazy, also, obviously. Hitting it three, you know, any kind of 330 in the air, that would, you know, that's, to me, it's just nuts. And obviously, everybody knows that it's fun to watch. And I think the the tour decided at some point they kind of got rid of the rough on the tour. You know, it's more fun for the player and the uh, audience to watch a. Guys hit it 350 yards, you know, and make birdies, and so that's one of the things I've noticed playing is that the rough is down. When I there was tournaments when we play when we had to pitch out if you hit it in the rough, you know, there was so much rough. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's coming a long way, and it's I think it's a great product, and it's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Have the advancements in technology impacted your game outside of just pure distance? What else are you seeing from a technology standpoint you mentioned track yeah, you know, TrackMan earlier? what else are you seeing that has changed the game
0: uh you know the the I grew up with a with a, uh, hidden woods you know the the little bitty you know the real woods these kids even my son he answered a long ways just because he's never had to deal with the snap hooks or any them, you know that little head so they get to bang on it right away you know and I think that's pretty much what's changed, that's why you're seeing so much power is because the club heads are so much easier to hit than than way back when, and uh, that's one of the things that I think is is a big deal, and the ball doesn't curve as much. I would say that's another part of it, and um, you know, even the putters are so much better. Uh, They're easier to putt with. Just everything's, uh, uh, you know, they just made the game easier, and and to me, they've made it more fun. So I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great. I love watching the guys bang it. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with it at all.
1: So as you mentioned a couple of times throughout the the course of the interview so far, you're you're playing out on the Web.com tour. You're over in Nashville this week for the Nashville Open.
0: That's it. Yep. Golf course is the National uh, Nashville Golf Club and or Golf and Athletic Club, I think it is. Really nice place
1: to let our listeners know. How can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you online or on social
0: media? Yeah, I'm. A, you know, I do the Facebook stuff and a little bit of the Instagram. But um, I'm kind of old school. I'm not totally uh, really involved in all that stuff yet. But um, you know, I'll be going to the tour school for uh, the the uh, Champions Tour in the fall and hopefully I'll have some success there and and get right into it and start playing next year. But other than if I don't do that, I'll be doing Monday qualifiers and I'll get into some events and um, that's about it. Uh, Other than that, I'll be just uh, raising those kids at home, you know?
1: Well, Cameron, it has been great having you as part of the show tonight. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening over there in Nashville to come and join me. I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime. Love to keep track of all the great things you're doing.
0: Oh, anytime. i enjoyed uh, talking to you, and thank you for having me out.
1: You bet. Cameron, all the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up with you again soon.
0: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
1: See you, Cameron. That is Cameron Beckman, and again, he's over there in Nashville at the Nashville Open over on the web.com tour this weekend. Looking forward to getting him out on the Champions Tour. He's got about nine months until he turns 50, so uh, we'll look forward to catching up with him there. But in between now and then, please... Check him out on Facebook, Cameron Beckman. And uh, let's hope that uh, we get the privilege of having him back on the show again real soon.